Luke 2, 10 through 11. Amen. Amen. For you visitors that are here, they're not praying in their seats. That's how I know they got to the page. Amen. All right. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be a which will be to all people. Real quick, and I know I continue to read this all the time, but I want to point out this is all people. He's not just talking to the Jewish people here. Understood? To all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you for this church. Father, just the, the family atmosphere. I, I love it. The joy, the laughter. God, this is the vision that you gave us of this church. From day one, this is what you showed me it would be. This is how I truly believe you're trying to show us this is what it's like in heaven. It's joyful. It's fun. It's, in, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Father, I just praise you for that. It's just more confirmation that this church is supposed to be here. I praise you for that. Father, today we are celebrating an amazing victory. God, I praise you each and every day. I thank you every day for sending your son down here to die for our sins. I praise you for that. Father, I just ask that this country will continue to keep focused on you for Christmas. We seem to drift away from that. Father, keep us focused on you. Take us away from those distractions. Father, in this moment, I ask that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. That you take all my pride, anger, anything that's distracting me, Father, right now. Mistakes. Just, Father, take that away. Cast it into the sea. And Father, I ask that you replace it with your love, your knowledge, your wisdom, and your breath. I ask these things in your name, Father. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. Amen. All right. We as Christians think about Christmas. This is what I, okay, excuse me. We, when we as Christians think about Christmas, we should immediately think about the reason for the season, right? Or, or better yet, the person of the season, which is what we're doing here today. We're gathered here today, obviously, to celebrate the birth of, of Jesus Christ, right? Our Savior, Jesus Christ. I think that we can all agree upon that. I mean, I think that we all understand that Jesus is the person of the season, right? Can we all agree upon that? Can I get some head nodding here, some amen, something like that? Thank you. Okay, very good. Now, since we've clarified that that's the person, the person for the season, I want to discuss the purpose of the season. There's two friends. They've been friends for a long time, um, years. One of them, great guy, uh, really in line, does things right, uh, good family man, good businessman. I don't know, we'll name him Micah, okay? <laughs> and then he has this other friend who's kind of a screw-up. He's not, you know, as great. He messes up a lot. <laughs> in fact, he's, he's, he's become an alcoholic and, and a womanizer. <laughs> And, and we'll call him 
I like Bojo. <laughs> Bojo will work. I, see, I didn't do that. That was, the, that was your congregation that said Bojo. That's your church. <laughs> I, I know they muted my mic. I know what they're doing. But, uh, okay, so, so Micah became very concerned with Bojo. I mean, seriously, he, he became a heavy drinker. He had a lot of issues and so forth. So, so Micah went to look for him the best place that he knew he'd probably be, which was at the club. So he shows up at the club, and, and there's Bojo. He's sitting at the bar. And Michael walks up to him, and he says, you know, Bojo, he says, I, I'm really worried about you, and, and uh, I think we need to really sit down and have a serious talk. And he looks at the bartender, and he says, I would like two glasses, please. I need one with water, and I need one with booze. So the bartender puts him in front of him. Micah pulls a bag out of his pocket, and in that pocket, excuse me, in that bag is two worms. He places one worm in the cup of water, and he places the other worm in the cup of booze. The one in the water swam around. It was obviously fine, right? It lived. But the one in the booze didn't swim very long. It died and it sunk to the bottom. Micah immediately looking at Bojo and he just said, do you get the point? Bojo sat there for a minute and he said, yeah, I get the point. Micah sat there and he thought, I don't think he got the point. So he looks at him again and he says, Bojo, did you get the point? Yeah, yeah, I, I got the point, man. I got the point. No, Bojo, I need, you to, I need you to look at me, and I need you to tell me the point. Like, I need you to really think about this and tell me the point. And Bojo looks him right in the eye, and he says, well, you won't get worms if you drink booze. Now, obviously, I think we can all agree, right? Bojo didn't get the point. That's the problem with Christmas today, guys. In our country, in our world, in our own churches. This hurts. They don't get the point. There's a lot of us sitting in this room right now that forget the point. There's a purpose for the season, guys. We're going to get into that today. Bojo saw this event, but he didn't get the point, right? I mean, when it comes to Christmas, most of us see the event, but do we truly get the point? To get the point of Christmas, we need to understand the point, or excuse me, the purpose of Christmas. We need to go, I tell you what, today, no, I'm going to stay on it, I'm going to stay on it, I'm going to stay on it, okay. Folks look toward to Christmas. I mean, they get off work, they get Christmas bonuses, they look forward to parties and family gatherings. Uh, some, because of these family gatherings, may have a little bit too much to drink, get drunk like our friend Bojo did in the story. People young and old look forward to giving gifts and receiving gifts. They look forward to Christmas trees, decorated houses, and of course, don't forget, of course, Santa Claus, right? And then there's my favorite, and my personal favorite, what I always look forward to is the food my favorite man Amanda makes this pretzel strawberry thing you know what I'm talking about that stuff's amazing it, it's kind of like that rainbow I mean you put that in a rainbow unicorn together perfection okay Christmas has become extremely commercialized I would say it's probably the most commercialized holiday of the year we'll probably all agree with that right I mean once Christmas gets around that's what it's all about
people are flocking to every mall and every shop. They're wearing out their credit cards and their saving accounts. They're running themselves ragged to have the perfect holiday season. I have started to call this being sanitized. Started, started calling it that a few years ago. I'd watch people at the jewelry store, man, and just, you know, cards are getting declined right and left, and they're like, well, please hang on, let me run to the bank, stuff like that. And I'm thinking, you don't even know how much money you've spent. You've been sanitized. I mean, that's exactly what we go through each and every holiday season. I want to go look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call to his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Y'all know what this verse tells me? That one verse, Matthew 121, tells you the purpose of Christmas. For he shall save his people from their sins. Nick, I'm sorry, I am. I'm going to get off topic. <laughs> he won't let me go with this. Sin, and I'm going to stay a little bit on topic here. Okay, guys, the purpose of Christmas is not in Matthew or Luke. It's not in those two Gospels. It's not about the three wise men. It's not about the shepherds. It's not about these great stories that we hear over and over again, which, by the way, a lot of churches have butchered up. It's like we said earlier, you know, everybody sees the nativity scene with the three wise men sitting there at the, with baby Jesus. That's just not how it is. None of that is the purpose of Christmas. The purpose of Christmas is in the book of Genesis. The moment that Adam and Eve ate from that tree, sin entered into the world. Adam and Eve, in that moment, put sin into the rest of humanity. It's been passed down from generation to generation. A lot of y'all may think, well, that's not fair. You know, I didn't do that. Well, I promise you, think about this. If you're on a football team and your left tackle jumps off sides, you got to back up, right? It's a penalty. It's a team effort. And if you don't like the idea of having to accept this sin, what I'd like for you to do, we'll keep this in another football terms, why don't you go watch some instant replay and look at what you've done the last couple weeks. You know, you should never look at someone else and think that you're better than them. To think that you're better than Adam and Eve, why, why should I accept this sin? It's kind of like this, guys. Let's say we leave here today and all of us decide we're going to have a swimming competition. We're going to swim from California to Hawaii. Now listen, some of y'all may swim further than me. And I may swim further than y'all. But we're all going to come up short, right? We ain't going to get to Hawaii. We're all sinners. That is the purpose of Christmas. God sends his only son down here to die for 
the sins that were started by our very first ancestors. It's a beautiful thing, but it's been butchered. Without sin, there is no Savior. second Nick go to that slide 2nd Corinthians 521 please for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him for he who made him he is God. Him is Jesus. For God made Jesus, who knew no sin because he was perfect, right? He made him to take care of our sin for us, right? That we might become righteous like God. Guys, the reason why we had to have a Savior, God is perfect. He is completely righteous. As much as he loves us, he can't lower his standard. He can't come down to our level. So somebody had to fill in the gap. That distance, when I talked about swimming to Hawaii, that distance that we couldn't get there, that's where Jesus comes in. He's our lifeboat. He carries us the rest of the way. It's our job to swim as hard as we can and as long as we can and as far as we can. And it's hard. This world makes it hard. But I promise you guys, when your arms start to give out, he's right there. He's always with you. And it brings me to the last verse. Matthew 1.23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Guys, in the beginning, that's it. God with us. No matter how far you swim, and no matter how hard it is and how hard the current is against you, he's with you. It tells you that in Matthew, before he was even born. Y'all get this? That's the purpose of Christmas. It don't get any better. <laughs>